We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and among other places. And you can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another Wednesday in the NBA as we round out the fantasy NBA season. Yeah, I had I had a a little bit of a rough night last night. I wound up putting up some pretty big scores, but it was a pretty high scoring night. We had a lot of the high owned value plays all kind of go off. You know, you got thirty something points out of uh, Brandon Jennings at there at mid price. You had thirty something out of um, you know just about thirty out of Carl Landry at mid price, and these guys were all like you know. 40 to 60% owned, and even in tournaments as well, they were pretty highly owned. So when you have a lot of those value guys that give you that 8 to 10x kind of day, you know you know the price is the, um, 
the prices, the scores are going to get some are going to get pretty high. So it took a lot of points yesterday. Some some places on FanDuel you needed over three hundred just to hit in fifty fifties. Um, so when you get that, you usually know that it's it's a little bit more towards a higher scoring evening. So we're going to get more of that towards the end of the season. There's a lot of these cheap value guys that are seeing some big minutes. You know, Marcus Smart was another one. He didn't have a great game last night, but he he was okay as well. Uh, you know, like I said, a lot of these cheap value guys are hitting value. So if they're hitting seven, eight, nine x value, you're going to see scores get up into the 350, you know, and above range. So just keep that in mind when you're building your rosters tonight. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of a struggle yesterday because uh, I felt like the lineup uh, that you and I collaborated on, we put together some solid plays overall, and we put together a score that's normally good for 50-50 caching, and we just missed some of the cash line because we needed a little bit of bigger performances to match some of the outliers that people rolled in, like the bogeys who went off for career highs and, and whatnot. So those things are going to kind of happen, but as long as you're fine with your process and you know you you uh, you are comfortable with the uh, decisions you made, um, then you're you're going to keep you're going to remain on the right track. So we're going to keep doing that here, and we're going to press forward. Another big slate, 18 teams in action, nine games on tap. Let's go ahead and start at the point guard position here for Fandle. Talk about what you want to do at the one. Yeah, there's um, the one guy who's kind of sticking out to me right away is Drew Holiday. Uh, 7800 pretty solid price for him. High-paced game going up against Sacramento. We know about all the injuries that they have in New Orleans. We know that he's in the starting lineup now. He's seeing more shots. He's seeing more minutes. Um, and he's been putting up more fantasy points as well. So I think Drew Holiday is one of the guys I'm willing to pay up for. Another guy that I don't mind paying up for is um, Russell Westbrook today. And I know he's going up against Boston, and I know people are going to say, oh, well, that's a horrible DVP matchup, and he's probably going to face Avery Bradley. And I understand all that. But Avery Bradley, as good a defender he is, Russell Westbrook is just on, on another level right now. You know, people talk about Giannis and how he's had four triple-doubles since the All-Star break. Well, Westbrook has four triple-doubles in his last eight games. And we're not talking about, like, oh, he got 10, 11, and 12 kind of triple-doubles. We're talking 17 points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists. 25 points, 11 rebounds, 20 assists. Uh, what was the other one he had? 20 points, 15, uh, 13 rebounds, 15 assists. And then he had one bad triple-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. But you know what? It's still a triple-double. It's still worth... 40-something fantasy points all by itself if you get it. So I, I still think that I'm going to be rolling out some Westbrook tonight. We know that Oklahoma City plays fast. We know that Boston plays fast. you got two high-paced teams going up against each other. The pace in this game should be ridiculous. So I'm still comfortable rolling out Westbrook, mostly in tournaments. I don't think I have him in any of my cash rosters. For cash, I'm using uh, Drew Holiday, and then I'm coming down to some of these cheap guys. If Alfred Payton's out tonight, I think I'd be willing to roll Brandon Jennings out again. I know C.J. Watson is also active, but Jennings saw the lion's share of the minutes. He got like 28 minutes yesterday to C.J.'s uh, like 20 minutes, I think C.J. had. And Jennings put up a big game. He had 35, you know, like 33 fantasy points, I think, over here on FanDuel. You know, so that that's a pretty solid return that you're getting out of him. So I like him. I also like Marcus Smart, who's pretty cheap as well. Now, Smart is starting at the small forward spot because Jay Crowder is out. So he's seeing a few extra minutes here. You know, it's a tough matchup. He's going to have Durant on the other side. But it is a um, high total game. Should get up into the 220s like we talked about with Westbrook. Should be pretty close throughout. Two high-paced teams. So I'm okay with uh, taking a cheap flyer on guys like Marcus Smart or Brandon Jennings today, you know, if everything falls right. I mean, I know Crowder's out, so Smart is, is pretty safe in his minutes. Jennings, you really got to keep an eye on whether or not Elf Payton plays. Yeah, uh, Jennings was a guy that we sort of debated back and forth a little bit 
uh, there had a, had a little bit of uh, fun as to whether or not we should uh, make a case for this guy. So now we know a little bit of a more of a defined role. We still need the the information to be solid with C.G. Watson and Elf Payton not usurping him back into the lineup. But I think that's a guy, given the price tag, that you can definitely uh, make a case for. Uh, so I'll I'll be looking to get some exposure there as well. Um, I love the Drew Holiday call. I think he's in the mix. Darren Carlson is interesting at least for me at least for GPPs. Um, because you know I've been saying all season long that he's been getting uh, minutes at the two, and Ben McLemore has been hurt. He played a um, big 41 minutes against the LA Lakers and went for 22 and six, uh, good for five and a half x. So more cash safe than GPPs, but it can be a little bit of a salary saver on FanDuel at 5300. And you know me, I'm always sipping on the Bev, like in cash games, like every single time. I write about him in my articles, and I use him in every single time possible. I'm rolling him back out of my cash games today. Patrick Beverly for 5K against Chris Paul and. And like we said, you don't have to worry about Patrick Beverly scoring a ton or worry about CP3 defense. You know, you know that the total is good in this game. It's 216. That's one of the higher totals, although we have a couple in the 220s. So that's still very, fairly fairly solid. And he's going to do all the other little things like the assists, the steals, the chip in with the rebounds in order for you to pay off that um, $5,000 price tag and get you the 5x plus that you're looking for. So uh, that's going to be my little uh, safety valve. And then, you know, we'll save the Ray McCallum debate um, for after this game. Well, that's this reserve judgment. I still think he's he's GPP eligible. I throw him in the lineup today. Um, you know, uh, Benny says, uh, eh, you know, and yeah, uh, I need. I mean, I know he's he's min price, but I mean, just to to kind of give you guys the argument I made at min price. You know, people talk about, oh, well, he can get me six x, but I don't really want six x out of a guy who's min price. If I'm using a guy who's thirty five hundred, I want at least twenty five to thirty fantasy points as a as a solid game out of him with the with the potential for him to go for 35 or 36 or you know basically do what uh Brandon Jennings did yesterday and I don't see that out of out of McCollum because I don't feel like they trust him enough to give him 25 to 30 minutes yet you know he played 25 minutes the last game but that was because they were getting blown out and he played the whole fourth quarter I still think he's like a 20 to 25 minute a game guy and maybe like a 20 to 25 fantasy point guy as a ceiling. And I need a higher ceiling before I'd roll. That's my argument. Now, he very well, you know, again, at mid price, he very well could get the minutes over Briante Weber today. It's just so far they've basically kind of been splitting them, even though they've been on the floor a little bit at the same time because they only have like seven guys healthy. Uh, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not a fan, to be honest. All right, well. I say we should reserve fandom or judgment until uh, we know more because it's very early in in his you know time there there with with Memphis. It's yeah. anybody who tells oh, no. you they know what's going to happen is lying to you. Yeah, it's, no, I mean I'm not saying I won't play him going forward if things change. I just feel like right now him and Briante are fifty fifty. If he gets to like seventy thirty in the minute split, then I don't mind paying for him. But well, as long as the two of them are fifty fifty, I feel like it keeps both of their upside down and makes them both like 20-point-a-game players, which is okay. But I feel like I want more out of a, a min-price guy. I want 25 to 30, and I'm just not sure he's going to get me there. Well, here's the other thing that you have to worry uh, – oh, not worry about, but evaluate, because it might actually be not 70-30 or 50-50. It might be 60-60 with overlap at the two for both of them, all right, yeah. or overlap at the two for – um, Weber or something like that, or maybe McCallum because he's a little bit more of a scorer. But regardless, so they don't necessarily cap each other is, for, is what I've been noticing from the box score. So like I said, we don't we shouldn't pass ju- judgment. We should just say, hey, we're, we're paying attention to this because the value is very cheap and it could be something that we want to use going forward. I understand anybody who, who wants to take a wait-and-see approach because that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. 
shooting guard position is up next. Let's go ahead and talk about what you're going to do with the, the two here. We've got uh, we got the beard, we got Clay, uh, and our boy Lance back in the mix here, uh, provided he's uh, uh, healthy and active, active uh, with the wrist, wrist injury. So let's uh, talk about what you want to do here. Yeah, let's let's get Lance out of the way first because I think we'll both completely agree on that. If he's healthy and he's playing with them only having seven or eight guys, he's somebody that you're pretty much locking and loading, right? Sure. Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way. So if you hear that Lance Stevenson is playing and he's not on a minutes restriction and the wrist is fine and all that stuff, at 5,600 with, with the role that he now has, he's he's one of the better plays there. So let's leave it right there, though, because we don't know if he is going to play. Remember, he did sit out the last game. You know, so there's a chance that he might not. I think today I'm willing to pay up for James Harden because of the idea of like positional scarcity. Jimmy Butler is like the next most expensive guy after him, and then you go down to like Oladipo and Clay Thompson, like the guys in that range. Yeah. Butler, I don't think is still. You know, he was on a minutes limit last game, and either way, he's coming off an injury, and it's pretty serious a knee injury. So. I don't think they're going to be pushing him. I don't think we're going to get the full minutes out of him or, or, or a big upside. So I'm not willing to pay 8600 for him, which means to me that Harden could be head and shoulders above everybody else. Like He could be the highest scorer at the position by 20, 25 points tonight. So for me, that I think that it is a position where I wouldn't mind paying up for him where, where I'm able to fit it in. I know 10-3 is a little expensive. Uh, didn't have a great game against the Clippers earlier in the year. But think about it. How do we always try to attack the Clippers? We talk about, like, Redick being bad on defense and the fact that, you know, they're rolling one of four or five different small forwards out there who none of them are really guys that we're worried about on the defensive side. So I do think that Harden has a good chance to put up points today. Houston plays fast. The Clippers play fast. Should be a high-scoring game. Should stay kind of close throughout. So I don't mind using Harden today. I think I'm going to be paying up for him. I also like Oladipo, even though it's a tougher matchup for him against Charlotte. You know, you never know how they're going to line up here. I think people are assuming that Batum will guard Oladipo, but really Fournier has been the scorer. So if they're looking to shut down their best scorer, I think Fournier is probably the guy that draws Batum defense, which means that, you know, Oladipo is going to see guys like, you know, I don't know, Jeremy Lin or, or Lamb or, you know, guys like that at the two. So I think it's a pretty decent matchup for him still. Without Elf Payton and Vucevic, we've seen Oladipo put up some 35 to 45 point kind of games. He's getting some assists, getting some rebounds. His scoring is up. He's taking a few more shots. So I also like Oladipo where I'm not paying up for Harden. And then, like we said, you got a guy like Lance Stevenson. If he's in, he's going to be somebody who's, you know, on a lot of my rosters as well. But I really don't love this position. There's not a lot of guys that are cheap that I'm, you know, really looking to roll into my roster. If I had to, I think I would look at like, Maybe a KCP against Atlanta. You know, he's going to draw some Kyle Korver defense. You know, Zach Levine against Memphis with all the guys that they got banged up there. He's been playing pretty well and playing a lot of minutes lately. Um, But I don't really feel comfortable with those guys. So I'm going to try to fit in Oladipo and and Harden and, you know, hopefully Lance is in there. And I think I'm probably going to pay up at shooting guard today, which is something I don't normally do. Yeah, well, I've been making habit of paying up for Harden because his his, uh, production time has been so um, incredibly consistent. So I'm, I'm with you. Uh, 110% there. Um, one thing that people sort of overlook with the Boston Celtics here is the fact that uh, Roberson and Deion Waiters is one of the bottom five, uh, you know, c- combos in terms of, um, you know, uh, DPP on that on the defensive end. Avery Bradley has not been solid. Uh, let's just be honest with the, with that situation there. But so uh, the, he's my like super under the radar. Nobody really wants to play this guy right now. 
um, option here at 5200. The price is certainly right. The total is huge. It's 220 over under, and it's a good defensive matchup. And we haven't seen anything of like relative value that you'd be interested in in a, a while from Avery Bradley. So there's my lottery ticket that I'm going to post for you because nobody with in their right mind is going to look at those game logs and say, yes, I want to play Avery Bradley. But I think there's some sneaky opportunity in this matchup because of the defensive set. But, you know, I'm, I'm with you on the standards. I'm, I'm in on Harden. I want Lance. And um, I'm actually okay with, with, with Oladipo or, and or Fournier because I think that there's going to be a good amount of points scored um, in this matchup. All right, before we move on to the small forward position, we've got to talk about uh, rotowire.com here because we have the 10-day free trial still going down. If you're not in, it's time to get in. Get in where you fit in here with a free 10-day trial. Rotowire.com slash pod is how you do it. You check out all the free lineup optimizers we have for the eight major DFS sites for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, golf, soccer. Uh, if you're looking for esports information, we've got that covered for you. You're looking for League of Legends plays, we've we've got you covered. Whatever it is, which what you need, we have the inside information here. Customizable league proje- uh, projections, customizable uh, um, uh, draft kits, or sorry, complete draft kits for all the major sports. So rotowire.com/pod, free 10 day trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. Small forward is up. Talk about what you're putting down here on the Wednesday slate, Benny. Yeah, I like. Paying up for Durant and Cash where I can do it. Where I'm taking Harden, it's been pretty tough to fit them both in, so I haven't been doing it there. But I do think that he's got a pretty good matchup. Remember, Jay Crowder's out, so he's probably going to see some Marcus Smart defense. And Smart's actually a good defender, but I think he's a little too undersized to um, to guard KD. I think you're going to see a lot of those you know, lobs to KD in the post or, you know, KD down low. And also, KD's going to be able to shoot right over him. So I think this will be a good game for Durant. Again, at his price, we haven't really been seeing like 70 and 80 point upside because he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he's not really much of a triple double threat. He's more of a guy who's going to get you, he can get you 10 to 15 rebounds in some of those games where he really wants to rebound. And he could score 30 points for you. I mean, he has some kind of ridiculous streak of like 50 something straight games with at least 20 real life points. So he could score his points that way for you. I think he's got a solid floor, but I don't see a ton of upside using him i think if you want upside you got to look at some of these cheaper options uh nikolai nikolai miritich at 5100 without Powell in there him and taj gibson have been seeing a lot of time at the four and the five so i think uh, miritich is somebody you want to look at it's a high paced game against washington they they play at one of the faster paces in the league you know he'll see some probably some like nene defense at some point some markeith morris defense as well so I think at 5,100, you need 25 fantasy points as a floor out of him. I think he's got the ability to give you 30 to 35, so 6 to 7x. So I'm using him in in cash games and in tournaments as well. And then also Evan Fournier, who we talked about. I think it's a little bit of a tough matchup for him, but again, he's only 5,600. And without Vucevic and without Elf Payton, he's been giving us 30, 35, 40 fantasy points. So for that kind of return at only 5,600, you're still getting some pretty good value. I think he can get us to 30 to 35 pretty easily for a nice floor. And I think he does have the ability if he's scoring in a game that I think could be even a little bit higher total than Vegas does at 212. Um, I think he could put up some big numbers because he has been lately as one of the top scoring options they have left. All right, I'm with you uh, with the majority of those calls. I like LeBron James against Chandler Parsons' defense. That's going to be interesting for me. The price is definitely expensive, but 
Um, uh, you know, Cleveland back at home after a long road trip. I think that's a really good spot. He's got a little bit of rest. Rudy Gay is still um, holding – the price is holding after the big game against the L.A. Lakers, and he's back at home against New Orleans, which is what Dante Cunningham defense or whatever. So still very, very cheaply priced. The, the total is bumped up um, to 223. So um, I love that overall. That's the top total on the board. And Yeah. Can we – let, let, can I ask you a couple questions here about Rudy Gay? Because sure. I'm not sure how to handle it. I'm sure a lot of other people are in the same spot. Sure. I saw the big game last time out, and I had no exposure to him. Okay. I did have exposure to him like two games back when he went up and put like 18 fantasy points up or something horrible like that yeah. for me. Uh-huh. I feel like he's one of those guys that I keep getting wrong. And I know you're a Kings fan, so yeah. when do you look his way? Like when, when are the games where you can say, I think this will be a Rudy Gay game? I want – I want um. Under 6,500 right now, which is value in my mind, given his current offensive role. And I want a good, I want a plus matchup on the defensive end. You have both of those things right now. So his price mm-hmm. is still 6,200, and he's facing uh, Dante Gunman defense, and he's at home. And he's actually, I think you just got sort of got a little bit unlucky because Orlando was the good, he's in a good spot like um, three out of the past five games, and he produced um, 5x against New Orleans, um, 5x plus. On against Cleveland, which was a bad spot against LeBron. Then he was in a good spot in Orlando against Fournier and missed yeah. and, and threw up your dud. Then in Utah, he wasn't in a, 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 a great spot, wasn't necessarily in a bad spot against uh, um, Gordon Hayward. But but overall defensively, you don't want to play against Utah. So that, yeah. was, that was one of the spots that was a clear fade for me. And then I'm back in against LA Lakers because it was like Anthony Brown or Kobe Bryant. You're like juicy or juicier. So um, I'm back there again with Dante Cunningham today. So the the, the price tag and the defensive matchup are going to dictate uh, for me. What, um, but you know this is a guy who all season long has been a consistent 7K player. You know, and he and he's picked his spots and when he's going to give you four or five six x uh, all season long. And now that he's down way below uh, 7K, I think you definitely should look for opportunities to get back in. And New Orleans has to be one of those. Um, spots overall i mean they played to 227 on march 7th um in new orleans and the game before that um at new orleans they were what at 219 uh and that was with uh without rudy gay so they put up some pretty big totals some some um, pretty big scoring games and we know that there's not a lot of defense played on either end so yeah and he did he did have 33 last week when these two teams played he had 33 fantasy points against new orleans and he's cheaper he's cheaper now at 6200 so that's that's five and a half x right there if he gets you back to like 33 34 so you know something to think about everybody yeah, um, I'm with you there as well. All right, so let's go ahead and, and, and jump back into the mix here with um, the – I think we're done with small forward. Are, are we Are we good here? I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean I, I mentioned most of the guys that I'm looking at. You know, like I said, you can get some of the cheaper options. I like guys like Batum. I like guys like Meritich, Fournier. You know, you can save some money on these guys and they've been – well, Batum's a little more expensive. Meritich and Fournier are like 5K, but those are the guys I'm looking at. All right, by the way, don't sleep on McBuckets and GPPs. That's the last thing I was going to say. Yeah. Auto Porter. Oh, you know- uh, I'm actually glad you said this because I meant to talk about this. I had it written down, but I had it on the side. I forgot. Yeah. Um, if Dunleavy is out, th- here's here's something that I noticed. So here's basically the situation you guys need to look for here. If Dunleavy's out, that means more minutes for McBuckets, which is good. Now, we know that Powell's out already, which means more shots for everybody. If Derek Rose is out too, it means a lot more shots and usage for everybody. I think that's the situation where we've actually seen McDermott have his biggest games when obviously, you know, Without Rose, without Powell, and, um, you know, without Dunleavy. Without Dunleavy, he'll see the minutes. Without the other two guys, he's going to see more shots. 
So I think that's when you want to roll him out there. If Rose plays, I think it hurts him a little bit. We already know that Powell's going to be out, and if Dunleavy plays, I think it hurts him a lot. So if Dunleavy's out, I think he's a decent play. If Dunleavy and Rose are also out in this game, I think he becomes a great play again. That's definitely a, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. He's, he's a great option to look at today. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there as well, which is why I mentioned him. Um, all right, so power forward <laughs> up next. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, what you want to do here uh, at the four on this big Wednesday slate. Yeah, on FanDuel, the guy who I've been drawn to is actually Jared Sullinger. Uh, Sullinger's 6,600 here. In the last two games, he's put up like 35 and 55 fantasy points. You know Olenek is still out, so he's going to see more minutes. But with Jay Crowder out, he's also been seeing some more minutes and some more shots. So he got double-doubles for you in the last two games. He's playing pretty well. And this is a high total game against OKC at 220. You know, if he draws, again, I mean, he might draw some Serge Ibaka defense, which is not an easy task. But I think that he's been playing good minutes right now. When he plays over 30 minutes, we tend to see him get you at least 30 fantasy points, which would be about his 5x floor here. And I do think he played 34 minutes in the last game. I think we see him play about 34 minutes again, 32 to 35 in this game. So I'm expecting somewhere in like the 35 to 40 range for for Jared Sollinger. I think this is going to be a really good game for him. All right, makes some sense for me. Uh, for the way I have the power forward position breaking down here, uh, overall is um, I'm still fine with Brow in in uh, in some spots. If you want to limit it to GPPs, I, I'm actually okay in either one of the two because there's a couple different things you can do. You can pay down at the at the point guard position if you're not going up top. You know, like Drew Holiday's and 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 some of these other options here are going to be um, in that value area that may allow you to do so. I don't know if you can. So, like, if you just came up with a James Harden, Drew Holiday, all the way cheap down to, um, or even, you know, you went Lance Stevenson in the two, and you went down to, you know, 5,100 or Meritich or McBuckets, and then came back here with, you know, Anthony Davis at 10-1 for a GPP lineup, that's reasonable to me. I think you could you could probably make those with the ancillary pieces uh, work out. There's a couple different other, you know, situations that um, I want to take a look at here uh, as well. I think, for me, I want to get exposure to, uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, once again, he's the you know the, the Mr. Consistency cash game safe guy. Uh, you know he's just barely missed a little bit of value here with uh, you know 25 fancy points. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the rebounding overall, um, but it, you know the price at 6,700 still is is a value enough. Actually, a play I like in that same range that I like a little bit better than Aaron Gordon um, because the role has ticked back up is Gorgie Jang, particularly if uh, Zebo sits out of this game. Uh, Gorgie Jang has got, come back with uh, 32 fantasy points or more in three of the past four games, and that's good for 5x with that 46-point uh, monster game against OKC against Ibaka defense, by the way, was good for almost 8x. So I think this now is a good time to sort of jump back in and get some exposure on Gorgie. Uh, and then Draymond Green at 8,300 if you're going to go, you want to still have some, you know, spend a good amount and in a top total on the board, one of the top totals at 225 and a half. Him facing whatever combo they come up with of like Porzingis and company Derek Williams type defense or whatever is somebody's going to get eaten alive. Uh, the only issue that you have is you might it might happen in three quarters of action, but I still think even with that, uh, Draymond Green pays off this price tag um, because the New York Knicks are just that bad. So uh, you, you are gambling a little bit because the spread is definitely high on this game. We're talking about a 15-point spread, but, um, you know, uh, Draymond Green, I think, is as good a spot defensively as anybody, uh, given the, the struggles that they've had on the, on the defense end for the New York Knicks and Porzingis hitting the wall uh, like a pancake. So uh, anybody else that you want to talk about the four before we move on to the five? 
Yeah, I'm going to throw some cheaper value plays out for you, out there for you guys. Uh, we didn't talk about Taj Gibson yet. 5,300, no Pau Gasol. He's going to see a lot of minutes. When he plays over 30 minutes, he gets you 25 to 30 fantasy points. He had 33 in his last game, I think, which is a pretty good game for him. He double-doubled. He's only 5,300. I think he's safe for cash. I think you'll get a 5X floor out of him. I don't, I don't think there's much of a chance that he misses that because he's going to be playing a decent amount of minutes. And then for some long shot plays for you, if Vucevic is out again, which I think he is, Jason Smith had 41 fantasy points in the last game, 25 real-life points, 13 rebounds. He had a bad game sandwiched in between against Portland. And then the game before against Sacramento, he had 32 fantasy points, uh, 16 real-life points, 7 rebounds, you know, a couple blocks and steals. His price is only 3600 so he's basically $100 off the minimum floor. And he's seen about you know, about 25 minutes in the last couple games when it's not a blowout and he's playing a good amount of time. So I think you're going to get 25, 28 minutes out of Jason Smith if, if Vucevic is out. And at 3,600, again, he's, he's flashed the upside in two of the last three games of 30 and 40 fantasy points. That's going to give you like 9 or, or 11x if he can get you back up to those same numbers. So he's somebody that I wouldn't use him in cash, but I do have him in some GPP rosters to free up money. If you're trying to make a roster where you put Harden and, and another superstar in there, like, uh, you know, Boogie Cousins or something like that. Sure. I, you know, I also think two other guys you can take a look at that are cheap down there. Willie Cauley-Stein has been seeing more minutes. He's played 31 and 28 in the last two games. Hasn't had, like, big upside. Still only giving you low 20s of a return. But, again, he's another guy that's minimum price down there. And then Derek Williams, depending on how things work out with the Knicks. Williams has gone 6.5x or better in four straight games. 23, 23, 22, 26 fantasy points. You know, his minutes are still erratic. Played 31 in one game, 15 in another, 21, 17. So you never really know. It's always a crapshoot. But if you hear that he's starting because of some injuries, usually to like a Porzingis, I'd say, uh, I think Derek Williams is another guy you can look at. But my favorite of them down there is uh, Jason Smith for the upside. I think he can give you 30 fantasy points for mid-price, which you can't say about too many of these mid-price guys. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. That's a couple different directions that you can go in here. Um, and um, I think uh, I'm going to draw the line at Willie Cauley-Stein for sure. I don't want any port of Porzingis on the other side. Uh, for, you know, cheap uh, cash game value, I actually rolled Taj Gibson in my lineup. I had a decision between, you know, whether or not I wanted to use Taj as a cheap value or Meritich. I went with Taj in cash games, but I think the ceiling is better for Meritich. So that's yeah. why I sort of separated the two. You agree with me there as well, right? Yeah. I, well, let me ask you, because I actually had this discussion the other night, um, you know, with a couple a couple of the Roto Curve guys that I, that I work with. Do you think Taj is a, is a GPP play? I completely agree, and I had him the other night in cash, and the argument we had was some guys like, well, why would you play him in cash and not play him in GPPs? And I'm like, because I just don't see him having like 36 to 40 fantasy points. Because like just, he, he you know. doesn't have the scoring skill set to ever put up like a 50, which right. is what you want. You know, you can get – Miritich can go off and just make it rain from outside. Yes. And, you know, and, and we've seen that happen for – he's. You, I don't know if people remember because it's such a different season for him this last season, but he was an absolute rainmaker in spots scoring like 23, 30, and 10. Mm-hmm. You know, people thought this was like the next – he was the second coming of Dirk. Uh, mm-hmm. last, last, last season so that upside's still there it just hasn't happened all season long and they have they have a different roster now um and he hasn't really fit well in the starting lineup with a healthy uh, Derek rose and jimmy butler back in there along with pow it's just been you know misfit pieces but this but i mean clearly anybody who knows uh 
what they're talking about here can clearly see that the the better offensive game is Mirtich, and there's no more fantasy points are scored in any DFS format and out of points than any other category. That's just plain and simple. It's just, it's just a fact. Okay, you know you're not going to get no, and Taj is not going to go for like 20 boards. Uh, mm-hmm. For I mean, he can, but it's 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 really he's not that type of guy. He's just a grinder who is an above average talent who can pay off five x plus. That's the yeah. way I see it. But that so so you would agree he's basically a a very solid cash game play. And I'm not knocking the fact that I'm yeah. going to probably use him in cash, but. For GPPs, he's not really a guy you want to rely on. No, well, I you you can use him, but you're just not you're just capping your upside. That's all. Right. I'm well, saying. that that was the yeah that was basically the argument that I was making with them. It's like I could probably find somebody who can give me value added, whereas the best I can hope for out of him is that he's not going to hurt me. Right. Exactly. You're gonna you know you're more than likely Taj does not throw up a dud on you that Miritich could, but the ceiling is double in my mind. Like there's it, it, you you have a you have a you have some sort of chance for forty points, fifty points plus out of Miritich if he gets hot or some other injury happens or something like that. No matter what happens, like they could put in the the four last people on the roster for the Chicago Bulls. I don't still still don't see Taj getting you forty fifty plus. You know. Yeah. He's just, he's just always a guy who's looking to pass off the ball in the flow of the offensive play that's being called. You know, he's never really looking to like, oh, I got a mismatch on my guy. This is my spot to take this guy to the hole. You know, he's he's everything that he gets is garbage and cleanups. He's he almost never like they throw it into the post and him like actually go and score the ball. You know, so all right, we can we can move forward. I think we've hammered the point home pretty, pretty well. Uh, so, so let's go ahead and talk about the center position. But before we do that, we have to let all the business owners know that if you need a website, we have what you need here at Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get the website live for you today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no code needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself here with Wix.com. Wix.com wraps, uh, uh, empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budgets, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. Center up top here. Let's go ahead and talk about who is in the paint for you on the Wednesday slate. I think we got to pay up at the position today. And the more I look at it, I, I never feel comfortable about rolling Andre Drummond in my lineup. And he hasn't been all that great in a couple of his recent games. Uh, played a little bit less minutes, but both of those games kind of got away from them a little. You know, the Charlotte game, he got in a little bit of foul trouble and didn't really play well at all. Only had like 16 fantasy points. Washington, they lost by 40, so he didn't play much in the fourth quarter anyway. But he was having a decent game up to that point. But if you look back in the game logs... When they play against Atlanta, we know that Al Horford is a little bit undersized for a center, and Drummond's a true center. I mean, he's a big guy out there. When they played Atlanta, he had 49 fantasy points on two days before Christmas, and then they played Atlanta to open the season, and he had 49 fantasy points in that game as well. So he has played very well against Atlanta so far this year. I mean, he's averaging 22 points and... 15 rebounds against, um, you know, Horford with a couple blocks and steals and a few assists mixed in there as well. And I, what I really came down to was the, the decision between him and Dwight Howard, who were the same price at 7,900. Howard's been playing solid as well, but I think Andre Drummond has more upside in this matchup. 
So Drummond is actually the guy I've been going to. If I have the money to pay up for Cousins, I'm not going to make a argument for anybody to pay up. But just remember, he's starting to get up into that point where, you know, 11,100. I mean, he needs to give you 50-plus fantasy points for you to feel happy about the return you get on him there. And that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, has he done it quite often lately? Yeah, but he's also put up some 44s and 47s and 45s. And that might not sound bad. But that's 4x value from, you know, the price that you're being asked to pay for him now. So I have DeMarcus Cousins in a few lineups, but I think for cash games, I'm going Drummond. And I'm probably splitting up my exposure to both of those guys in GPPs. I I really think Drummond is a little bit underpriced today. And at 7,900 in a really good matchup for him against Atlanta that should have, you know, close game and see him play his full run. I think he's a pretty good, pretty good spot here today. All right, I'm with you there as well. Drummond is a, is a good ancillary play aside from Cousins. I'm going at Cousins every single time. Cash and GPPs, 11-1. I probably and I definitely probably prefer him over Brow, although they have similar, um, you know, projected um, point totals and upside. I like the home team guy. Um, Cousins had a nice little solid performance against Sacramento Kings, and they actually started pretty slow overall, but they still broke out to a big lead. Uh, one of the first times I didn't see him throw like multiple hissy fits in one game, so that's obviously obviously. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, a good spot there as well. Um, like Big Cat at 8,600, I think that's value. We know that there's an empty set at the power forward position. I don't know if like Big Country or whoever is going to come out and play for Memphis, but you know whatever it is, Big Cat's in, in also in uh, a really good spot. And I do actually like both sides of this matchup, Gortat and uh, Taj Gibson for cash. Both guys have sort of the similar type of game who are never going to go for a uh, 50-point outing, but you know can get you a solid double double with a few blocks and you know chip in with you know a solid 5x plus cash game upside so i think i'm gonna uh, leave that situation uh as is there down below like gortat i don't want any part of rollo Cantor, and steven adams against boston yeah. scares me although that um you know boston we know that you can actually attack the front court i would probably go with Cantor over adams because he has a better offensive skill set um but you know i know people are are, are sort of a little bit interested in, in, in both of those. Um, but for me, you know, because you have guys like, you know, um, Carl Anthony Towns, Drummond, Cousins, uh, who are all in plus spots uh, overall, I think I'm going to go out of my way to roster Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, and then and find the, the value because you have better depth at point guard and small forward and, to a lesser extent, um, power forward uh, for the Wednesday slate. I think you're with me. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going – I'm even more stingy. Like, I wouldn't even go down to, to Gertad, although I understand, you know, the argument for him, especially at 6,200. For me, I just think you have to pay up. If you're paying less than 7,900 at center today, I, I think you're, take, you're, you're really playing with fire, to be honest. All right, fair enough. All right, um, that's going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for the Wednesday edition. Thanks for bearing with us. We had a couple technical issues here, so the reason why the day show wasn't one day in advance, but you know what we're doing? We're hanging up. We're going to record the Thursday edition here right now, so stay tuned if you want to get prepped one day ahead like we normally do with the Thursday edition of the RotoWire DFS podcast coming up here. Check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHatesFS, and it's at RotoWire and RotoWire.com for all your season-long and DFS needs. We'll see you next time.